kidding me that's what yeah every so often it happens that ryan is right 100 percent right not even a little <laughs> bit right sucker pullman two points last game no kidding my man hey neither does me running shirtless but that turned out very well it, so. it, it, welcome to the pp1 podcast hey friends what's going on this is whoa something's going on over there this is the uh, the fridge. It does okay. things. That's cool. That's cool. This is yeah. uh this is the Power Play One podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm joined by a good friend Teddy Wong. I call him Ted. It's more comfortable for me. Uh, I'm Ryan, and we're brought to you uh, by, like I said, the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings promo code THPN. I'll get into that a little bit later. Post that speak for editing podcasts. How, how are you doing, man? Doing good. I'm always surprised at how many people like have an issue with someone saying my name the other way. Like, like Wong Teddy calls me Ted. Ted, like here's somebody call me Teddy, and they're like always like very put off by it. It's like I don't think he likes that. And Did you ask? Vice him? versa. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just to me, you're you're Ted. I say Teddy I'm, when uh, you hit like a home run or something. I'm like, way to go, Teddy. Yeah. I I I just go by I go by both. I'm like really I, I don't care. When you had the three, like in your Teddy Wong the third, should I go back and add that? Do you ever go by like people call you like the three? The three? Yeah. No, I can't say that I've got any like cool nicknames that came up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like I got the I got the usuals when I was a kid, right? Like Teddy Grams, That's Grams, which was kind of funny. Grams, like an old person. Yeah, like that wouldn't that be like Gramps? Yeah, because Grams. Grams would be like Grandma. Yeah. Grams. I'm glad we covered uh, that. What else? Chetty Ruxpin. That's good. I think I'm sure yeah. I've called you that once. So I got Ruxpin lots. Even even now, you'll get some guy who is like a... or Ruspin. Yeah, he'll he'll like who Ruxpin. Like, like good one, man. It's hilarious, right? Because my kids will be they have no idea what he's talking about, right? Because they're too young for that. It's like, who is this guy? Ah, it's good all, times. Good times. Almost want to go back and watch some Teddy Ruxpin right now. Uh, Check out some gimmick Iliad. and gimmick. And what was the worm's name again? Oh, there was a worm. Yeah. Oh, what was the worm's name? I can, I can With... rem- I remember that he was in Iliad. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Dang. Well, we'll figure it out and yeah. we'll, maybe I'll Time do a place. post clip. I'll just post now. like a five second clip. Uh, you can comment along on our show if you like. We'd appreciate it. Hey, if you got nothing else to do, football game just ended. Canucks don't play till tomorrow. Come hang with Ryan Teddy. Come. Uh, the Buffalo Bills did. So I'm one for one this week. Also, take my advice on that helps no one fantasy cast. Dalton Kincaid. That was a good call by me. Did well. Just like it says in the open clip, every once in a while, Ryan is right. This is that once in a while. So don't plan on being right anytime soon. We're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks today. We're going to talk about... Somehow the Ottawa Senators, I don't know how that made it its way in. Zach Cassian retired. We're going to reminisce. Crazy. And I've got this thing that I was trying to be stat heavy and go back to my Canucks Army days and really like do a deep dive on why Tyler Myers sucks <laughs> and why he needs to go. And the results may surprise you. This is where you'd like click the link and then find out. I'm not even talking about the Canucks at all. So... You know, it is what it is. This is what it is. Anything uh, anything new going on with you? Like any any big deal? We had our family pictures done tonight. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. He was a nice man. Uh, but his backdrop was definitely from the early 90s. And Did you not just go to our friend Matt Ferguson who does family photos? This was a, it's a long story. Okay. Needless to say, uh, the entire family was laughing and we'll have a memory. So... <laughs> let's put it that way let's just say uh we looked fine but maybe not the guy we should have gone to so but, you know some people i, I every, was uh people make i was mistakes. i don't know what happened i was on i was on reddit one night and i stumbled down this like deep vortex of people who are pokemon fans getting their 
getting a photo portrait done with a stuffed Pokemon. Okay. Like a solo photo? Solo photo. Like a family photo, but with them and their favorite Pokemon. Right. And this, this is, I had no idea. This is a thing like. The, the, the classic, like, I'm worried here. 80s, 80s style, 90s photo. Oh, with like and, the laser and beams and stuff? Hundreds, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of people do this. I had no idea that it was. Really? Like, yeah. I, you're going to find this link for me and I'm going to have most of my night ruined. But I'll tell you what's not ruining my, my night right now. I made for the second night in a row a big, uh, big growler of iced tea, American style. So not your typical sweetened nest tea. This is this is tea with ice, and it's pretty good. I might be old now. I, I, I think my age is now showing. Like, hey, your age is showing. Remember when people used to say that? Uh, remember people used to say your epidermis is showing. Your epidermis is showing. I pulled that off the other day. I tweeted that, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, hey, guys, your epidermis is showing. Didn't get a lot of play. That's fine. I get it. You know, maybe I'm losing my touch. I'm not sure. But you know what? You know who's not losing his touch this season? Brock Besser. Brock Besser is having him. In fact, the Canucks have gone so far to call it Brocktober, which I think is fitting. Brock Besser yeah. has had himself a start, and I hope it continues. I really do. I think the Canucks are in a spot right now where we're not mad at them. We're not angry. We're not upset that it was a bad start. We are looking at a team where we think, hey, yeah, they got some flaws. So does every other team. But man, things are looking okay. Like Mikheyev is back as well. We'll get into that in a bit. But Brock Besser's looked pretty sharp so far. Like what what has impressed you about him besides the absolute obvious? Uh, I mean, you I, could just I say the just... obvious, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, I mean the points. Yes. Uh, so I've always like felt this way about Brock, where he just always just looked like that. You know, he's not fast. Everybody knows that, but he's like he just looks smooth when he's out there, and he has mm-hmm. the puck. He's He's like not a small guy and he showed up at practice or, or, or early camp a couple of times with like the big shoulders standing next to Bo looking twice the size of Bo. And yep. you remember that photo. Yep. Um, and, and he always had the shot and, and, and the last, you know, four or five seasons, I think he's had a lot of time to work on like other parts of this game, like up until last season, it, you know, he'd become a fairly defensively responsible player. He's scoring lots of goals in close battles in front of the net. None of them really seemed like that sweet shot, but he was working hard to score goals. And then this year, I mean, he came into camp and like everybody was saying Brock looks faster, like Brock looks faster. And I like looking at it, he's not faster. He doesn't look faster, but he definitely looked like he's just, he's hustling so much more. And I think that's what it is. It's the hustle factor with Brock. I think you can see it when he skates that he's just working harder out there. And, and I think with hustle comes improved cardio. Right. And I think that that was one of the things that coach talk challenged a lot of guys too heading into the off season. Hey, have a big off season. It wasn't just about the beauty league with Brock this year. He was out there really working. Not that he wasn't before, but really putting an emphasis on, you know, coming in in top shape right i mean your skating is your skating and it's hard to improve sometimes to really gain an extra step but you can take care of your fitness level and you can't take care you can take care of what your your hustle level is and and it seems like it's it's really high with brock and it's starting to to factor in on goals and now if you add to the fact that his shot has somewhat come back a little bit too i mean that's it is nice so you think his current level fitness is pretty much up there i didn't want to say it i for but our it's, friend I, screw, you know what screw, screw neil screw, screw him his current level of fitness is much higher than it's used to. We're very sober, so this probably isn't as funny as when that came out the first time, but that's fine. Yeah, that was uh, that was baseball wind up because because inside story like inside jokes don't help anybody. But a team member of ours was like really trying to be nice after me just getting back from surgery, and he's like, "I'm the fastest guy on this team in their with everybody in their current level of fitness," and he was like trying to like you know, be nice to me and stuff. And everybody just roasts him on. It's great. Yeah. And he's short. So he took offense to everything we brought to him afterwards. And it, no. it got, it was a good time. I love Neil though. Good guy. Good guy. So I was, yeah, exactly. So I was, as you we were kind of talking there, do you think like he's kind of condensed now that he's figured out his 200 foot game? Who, do Neil? You, yeah, sure. Uh, no Brock Besser. <laughs> do you think that he's now, because he's figured out what his cardio needs to look like when the 200 game looks like, now he's kind of like dialed that back in like, well, I know I'm going to have, I'm going to be defensively responsible, but now I can kind of not cheat. That's the wrong word, but 
he's kind of been able to maybe enforce more of what he was good at originally because he knows he can make up for if something doesn't work out, he's going to make up for it like on the other end of the ice. Uh, like maybe I, I just think that having, okay. Like having hustle is, is one thing, right? I think any guy that makes it on the fourth line is generally not getting by 100% on skill. And those guys survive specifically because of their hustle. Right. right. So I think hustle helps you out all over the ice. It helps you on the back check. It helps you in the defensive zone. And if you're a smart player like Brock is, you're not just running around blindly, just out there running your nuts off. Right. Right. I mean, you get, if you're smart about how you're doing it, it's going to be even more effective. And so I just think he's just seeing the results of, of hustle. Yeah. Keep saying it. If even the results of hustle just pay off for him a little bit Mm -hmm. and those, that payoff happens, right? I mean, you've, you're going to have better offensive numbers. If you're, if you're frequently have the puck in the offensive zone, you don't have to be back and, and defend. And Bo was one of those guys that was, you know, early on heralded as a defensive center, but he wasn't really a defensive center. He was just like a pretty good offensive possession player. Right. I mean, he, he, he created a decent amount of offense. We didn't have to be back to defend other than the draws. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there defensively, but he worked hard. He like we heralded him, but did we snap yeah. him enough? Do you think? No snaps. No, no snap. We didn't snap some quite to the level that we heralded him. No snap. Okay. No. That's fair. Yeah. Mikheyev's back. He was unheralded. He was on. Unha- he was on. Yeah. There's a, there's a hustle player. Yeah. Mikheyev first or second game back. Nice little wrister mm-hmm. almost from the blue line, I think against Nashville. Yeah. I was like, all oh, right, anybody, he's back. Soros wasn't expecting that. No, he was not. Five minutes in. Yeah, and I made the joke before, like, Soros will start. I said, but will he finish? He did finish, just not. I was feeling witty that day. I was feeling witty that, and they yeah. won. So yeah. I know, I know. I, I I bring I bring something to the to the table usually most days. I I was impressed. Like, n- we're starting to see now this Canucks team. I mean, it's very early, very very early. Mm-hmm. But we're starting to see this team like kind of come together, gel, not yet, but like we're starting to see like the pieces start to fit together. And instead of the puzzle just being a bunch of pieces, like it's actually, it's fit and we're like, oh, well, that's what it's supposed to look like. Now we can see what the proper depth third and fourth line looks like. We can see what our top two lines are supposed to look like, what our PK is supposed to look like, not just what it looks like because this is what we've got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that the Canucks have done a really good job in this past season specifically at like really finding players to fill certain roles. And there's a lot of roles on this roster that haven't been filled yet, but the ones that are, it's very, very apparent that some solid players are sitting in there. And I think we can see that with McKay. He seems like the perfect guy, almost in that like Alex Burroughs role with the Twins to go retrieve the puck right, right. and go give it back. And he's mm-hmm. such a wonderful skater. Like it's, well, especially defensively watching Mikheyev skate, right? I mean, he's just, he's so fast, Ryan. Like, he's just so fast. And I, I'm i not used to, other than McDavid, seeing a guy at that size skate so well. So when you combine that with his hustle and his ability to forecheck. I need like a hustle counter or something. Yeah, his ability to forecheck. I mean, it's it's just, it, it really, really opens things up for, for Pedersen to not have to expend so much energy, especially in the offensive zone when it comes to trying to, get pucks that have been dumped in or get in for possession because you know that if it's going to Mikheyev's corner, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to get there first, even though he might not have position on a guy. But he'll get there. Um, exactly. He'll be the first yeah, one on and the I puck. Think, exactly. And, I, and if he's not the first guy on the puck, he's really pressuring, right? He's really hard. And I think that that was sort of what they envisioned when they, in the interim, had Hoaglander playing up on that line, right? Same sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mikheyev is just, he's the real deal when it comes to a, a, a four checker and a solid defensive presence. And he, he is really a guy that can open things up for him and for Pedersen and Kuzmeko on that line. So and I think really fun to watch. that was going to be my next point that now that he's there, he gets to do that, that Charlie hustle kind of role. Whereas, so he's doing the grinding work. Well, you get your position players, your actual, your goal scorers, if you will. Yeah. And they're going to be able to get into position a little bit better. So once the puck actually squirts out or if they've got possession anyway, you can now get your trigger man ready to go a lot quicker than they would have a season ago. Like Kuzmenko had a great season, but what does Andre Kuzmenko look like when he actually has time and somebody's ready to set him up and he's not having to do as much work? Like those star players, when they don't have to do as much work, look how much better they are. 
Yeah, I, that's a really good point. And I feel like Mikheyev even allows some of that to be covered up for Kuzmenko, who's been really criticized in the past and getting yeah. his ass stapled to the bench for not forechecking, right? Or quitting on puck battles and things like that. So if he doesn't have to be involved in so many of those things, then doesn't that sort of free him up to sort of stay away from trouble from the coach, right? Exactly. Doghouse. Yeah. So it's... yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. It just frees him frees him up to do the types of things that Kuzmenko does best. And that's shoot and score lights out those are those are the things that people sign up for that's yeah to do the hockey pool things right like i just hey just you know what go out there and do hockey pool stuff oh okay well one plus one two (laughs) you know it works uh another thing that i noticed this week and we'll get into cassian after this but so the whole quinn hughes east coast norris all that crap came out again this week and i was kind of it was kind of funny because this seems to happen all the time, whether it's been the Sedins or it's been Pedersen or it's been Brock or anybody that's kind of taken that step up and, you know, woe is us out at West Coast, right? How come nobody pays attention to us? And then as soon as there's like a little wink of, you know, credit, we're just saying, well, that's not enough. And, you know, Eastern Canada doesn't watch or the Eastern... Eastern Seaboard doesn't watch all the West Coast games, and they they don't know how good Quinn Hughes is. And I mean, I, there's some truth to that. And I was but... gonna say, like, man, when was the last time you guys were on the East Coast? Because I was just there last month, and like, man, I got tired. <laughs> you know, like ten o'clock rolls around, and I, I've been going all day. And I'm thinking, oh crap, like, yeah, I know the Canucks are on. Or watching like NFL, it's like eleven o'clock. I'm like, well, it's fourth quarter, still got to happen. Like, I kind of want to go to bed. You know, I'm I'm a man. I'm 40. I, I got to get some sleep. And I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to see how my fantasy team was doing, but uh, I get it. I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'll watch the highlights. So, yeah, I mean, maybe give a little bit of credit to the East Coast, and rightfully so. I mean, they got stuff going on, and there's a lot of games. There's a lot of stars out on the other side. And unless you are Connor McDavid, you're probably going to have to make a splash every single night to get noticed because the stat sheet isn't always just going to be that one thing, right? Like you need to see games and there are the main guys that do, right? We, the hockey night in Canada is like anything through sports net, like the Elliot Friedman's, the BX's and like, they know they're, they're aware. I mean, they, they're dialed in, they know who's good and who isn't. So I think again, Canucks Twitter and anybody, thank you. Thank you for loving your team so much. But I mean, let's chill. They're going to figure it out. If it's worth it, I mean, geez, the Sedins both got awards. If it, if they weren't getting noticed, I mean, Daniel was robbed one year, but we don't need to get into that. Luongo was also robbed. Again, something we don't need to talk about right now. However, they do notice that these players exist and they win awards. So let's just chill out. Quinn Hughes clearly is very, very good and could easily be in the Norris uh, conversation this year so like let's let's chillax a little bit yeah i just don't care like I, then, if they like if they're happy like, like i have like, zero right, control I, over it yeah I, I, oh yeah like my favorite defenseman got nominated for norris like that's so great we've never had that in as a canucks fan and like oh he got snubbed because you know somebody else had a better season well you know what last year there was defenders that had better seasons it wasn't Hughes's award to win yeah um and so if he gets nominated this year or or doesn't get nominated, but he's in the talk, like, fine, I don't, I don't really care. Like, am I going to be so mad and be so butthurt by a snub? Like, no, like, I just, I just don't care. There's really only one thing that I care about. And that's this team making playoffs and, and personal success. I was going to say Stanley cup. That would be me personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. Is it really exciting? Obviously. Yeah. Right. When, when the Marcus Naslins of the worlds and the, the Henrik Sedins and Daniel and, you know, Ryan Kessler, and, you know, the, yeah, Todd, like there's, there's tons of things to be excited about. And when it happens, it's great. But like, I am, am I going to be upset when they don't win? Like, come on. Will you, how, how upset will you just, be? Will you pound some, like a pillow? Will you punch a wall? Yeah. I'll okay. be like, uh, I might like fart or something. I don't know. You go get that pocket chainsaw and super, I'm just going to relieve myself. That's what's going to happen. I, I'd probably do that mad or not. I think a little Ryobi pocket chainsaw. Yeah. Wow. 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 Maybe that's what I. Hey, that's a good idea for for Halloween this year. Just run around like, whoa, whoa, guy, guy. Like, listen, man, you carry around a pocket chainsaw. It's all, it's all good. 
maybe don't do that. Don't do that. I'd, I'd appreciate if people didn't do that. Uh, Zach Cassian retired, I think, today. Yeah. He had a fun yeah. little career. He had, I mean, he definitely had, uh, he had some stuff go on in his life. And, but at the same time, I think he also grew up and he became, I mean, he was a better player for the Oilers than he was for anybody else. But I don't know. I like Zach Cassian. He was, yeah. we were all hoping that, you know, the, the coho trade was going to work out and everybody was going to get their piece. And it just, it never really materialized to what anybody wanted. Obviously, Cody Hodson just like faded out of the NHL and that's a whole other story, but I don't know. It's too bad Zach Cassian didn't really work out the way I, I think we thought he what t- the type of player he was going to be. But yeah, like I think it worked out worse for any team that got their hands on Cody Hodson, right? I mean, he could sign to a pretty good contract and then just basically instantly retired. That's what I would do. Um, I know that there was back injury stuff, and I know that it's you know I don't know the whole speculation story, but apparently it was handled fairly incorrectly by Canuck. No, doctors and, no, and, and that's not the first time we've heard that, which is also this year. Kind of a little sketchy. This, this this year, last year, um, but yeah, I mean, he was it was the Casquatch, right? I mean, he was this wild man, and he was like okay at hockey, and he was this physical specimen, and then when he was coming up as a junior, he was one of those big men that can score, and I think there's so many teams that want to take a chance on a big man and hope that he can turn into you know a 25 goal, 50 point player. And, and he was like, I think he was close to being able to get to that, that, that marker, I think early in his career before he ran into some, some, uh, you know, personal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, right. I mean, he, he stuck with it. He got himself right. He got himself back into hockey. Hockey became a priority and it was like a pretty feel good story to see him go from a really rough part of his life to, to being an everyday NHL player. And he had a long career. I'm not sure exactly how old Cassian is. I feel like he's like 31, maybe. Yeah, early like 30s. And I think he played, what did they say, 600 and... 600 games. Yeah. I mean, he's there, right? He's going to collect an NHL pension. He got past the 300-game mark. Did he ever reach top status of of elite prospects that he was thought to be when he was coming out of Buffalo? No. But, yeah. you know, he was a really serviceable player for a long time. And you could do a lot worse for guys playing on your third and fourth line with worse hands than Zach Cassian had. Well, he played... turned the game around the big fight or a big hit. 12 years, 661 regular season games. Not a bad career, but good for you. And he was goofy. He was a lot of fun. I, I think we all, when you see big guys like that, I mean, imagine if, how do we put this? Imagine if a guy like Todd Bertuzzi was both that and like a Luongo, like personality. You're on mute. Imagine if Todd Bertuzzi, <laughs> I just. That's the great comparison, the Todd Bertuzzi thing, right? Because how many chances did Todd get? A lot. What was he like 25 before he really figured it out? Yeah. Right. Like how many chances did he get after Long too? Island? He spent all that time in Vancouver. Number 25, Todd Bertuzzi. Do you remember that Todd Bertuzzi? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy that was just trying to really make something of himself that could show that he was more than a, more than a third liner. Right. And he got a ton of chances, just like Joss Anderson got a ton of chances and then gets paid pretty handsomely to, to, to get his, 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 his moment. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got, there's a particular guy out in there in Washington who, who gets paid for being big and gets paid for being tough, but also gets paid because he can contribute 15, 20 goals in a season. And those guys are hard to find. I mean, they impact the way the game in different ways in the score sheet. And, and everybody was hoping that, that Zach could turn into that. And I think he was, right to have his chances and as a gm you want to give those chances to guys that can really turn into something yeah not guys from abbotsford (laughs) i mean at the end of the day vancouver traded him for brandon prust yeah and if we're all being honest there's all of us as canucks fans i think we much would have rather had zach cassian skating on the third and fourth line like he did for edmonton for all those years than brandon prust yeah he's a piece of garbage trash piece of garbage um shane pinto did you see this today no. Okay. So this is this is weird and this is very this is actually very NHL of the NHL. So Shane Pinto, Ottawa Senators, he was suspended Oh, I did see this. 41 games for uh gambling, for mm-hmm. wagering on sports. If you see the press release that the NHL did and this is so like it really is bizarre. And I mean it's been a bizarre couple weeks for the NHL, but he gets suspended for a half season 
which is a like that's massive in especially for the NHL for wagering on sports their helmet sponsor is bet 99 <laughs> the league has how many different sports books that they're promoting and like they're basically telling you to do it and yet he does it and I don't know what the stipulations like what happened exactly but they came out and said he didn't wager on hockey and anything to do with hockey, but he's suspended. And unless we get any new information, it's a case closed. What does that even mean? I don't know. Like, I mean, we, you had a guy on your fantasy roster all last year that sat out because of sports betting. But I mean, if you're betting on your games and you're impacting the games, then you can't bet, period. Like, I don't really see the problem with betting on other games. Well, like, that's even, that's what I don't get. He bet all the time. Also. Wayne Gretzky was like a huge gambler, was he? Him and Rick Talkett. Like, there Rick was Talkett a he- got into huge trouble with gambling too, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Michael Jordan. Like, come on. But come if it's on. like another, really? if he's if they said he didn't bet on hockey, who cares? If he didn't bet on hockey, and if he didn't bet on games that he was playing against, come on. Like, I, what's it? What it just like, it's so like it's so weird. I just especially when your sponsor is Betway. I just <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I I can. I can understand a lot of stuff. I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to do the deep dive and go down the rabbit hole and give, you know, those odd, odd things a chance for something where I'd be like, yeah, I could see that happening. This makes no sense at all. And again, it's not even like it's a three game suspension or a two game or a fine or something. He doesn't get to play for a half season. Because, a long time. Because of... 41 game suspension is like unprecedented. So I was on daily face off. I was looking up line combos for the Canucks. And they're going through like some of the longest suspensions in NHL history. How long did Todd get suspended for? Todd got, was it, I mean, technically because it went through the lockout, but 16 games plus playoffs. And I don't know what else there was. And then he was back. There was, uh, who's the guy? There's a few guys that had been suspended for a while, a couple of seasons ago. But I mean... Even then, some of those were whether it's drug related or or alcohol abuse, like uh, you know, like substance abuse related, or you know, something on ice that being a nasty player, a lot of Brian Marchment. Like, yeah, like like actual bad things. <laughs> you know, like Todd Bertuzzi punched Steve Moore in the back of the head, drove him to the ice, and everything that went with that, and he got sixteen games. And even then, we thought that was ridiculous. And then the indefinite suspension, all that stuff for an actual physical thing he did to another player on the ice. Shane Pinto. Dangerous things. Yeah. Shane Pinto gambled on we don't even know what, and they're like, you can't come back till after Christmas. Right. Makes crystal clear. (laughs) Anyway, bizarre. It's like Premier League cricket or something like that. It's just... He's He's making prop bets. I just... It just... Nothing checks out. Nothing checks out. Also, 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 if you're going to gamble and you're in a pro athlete, like, just don't get caught. That would be the next thing. Have someone do it for you. No. Nobody cares. Just don't get caught. Have someone do it for you. Just give them. Oh, yeah. Like, like my my buddy in Calgary who was was, uh, hanging out in Cowboys in 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 a Flames bar, holding Mika Kippersoft's smoke for him. Oh, I remember this story. Yeah. And then whenever Kippersoff wanted to smoke, he had to like hand him his smoke and he would smoke his cigarette and then hand it back to the dude because it was in his contract that he, he couldn't be a smoker. So we'd just have a dude hang out with him. He'd pay him a few hundred bucks to sit next to him with a cigarette. He's liter- literally the guy that says it's, no, I'm just holding it for someone. The point literally. for this is that Mika figured it out. Don't get caught. Yeah, he was smart. It's not, it's not my cigarette. Yeah, it's probably because him and Dion Phaneuf had that one photo where they're all shirtless and smoking cigarettes. Like, you can't do that, man. Doesn't work in this this NHL. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, just bizarre. Just so bizarre. Anyway, uh, what do you want to get into? We got Pod Colson. We got my big rant on Myers. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, did you you heard? Did you hear about the the, the Rainbow Stick Tape stuff? Uh, like we said about random. Like, could the NHL just continue to make themselves look any more stupid when it comes to these types of? It's just. It's so. It's so petty. And it's just, it, and it's so them. Why like, even make a statement about it? But exactly. They, I, so again, everyone has. The sta- NHL will allow, allow, 
players to use rainbow stick. Tactics. I just there's like Sh- shut up. <laughs> just pop off earlier that you were going to ban all that stuff, and then so now you're gonna now you're gonna allow it back because like you're getting public. It never should have been banned in the first place. Like idiots. So there's so stupid. Like all the time, they look so stupid. It's one of the dumbest. But a calendar ever. year ago. So, I mean, they've got the hockey's for everyone thing, right? Like, that was a big campaign. Huge initiative. Right? It was good. And, I mean, everyone stands in, you know, there's a lot of different things that are out there that, you know, whether it's, you know, military or Pride Night or any of those things. And people have different stances on that. And I will respect everybody as they should respect mine. But when you make this huge thing and you make it a huge initiative like there were dollars there were commercials there were like everything mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere Not to mention that they asked some of their biggest stars to invest their time into to pushing forth this message because it was for the right cause and the good thing and then exactly and then all of a sudden you're like no guys we're because too many people weren't going to do it and we can't Not even too many like a handful four of people we can't deal with the the bad press that goes with that, which because they're a weak league, they they can't like you know take a little bit of steam. It's gonna blow over or whatever, and they just no okay. We're gonna not gonna have any theme nights whatsoever. We're gonna go back to you know vanilla NHL, and you you can't support anything. Yeah, and and so these four guys, five guys, whoever whatever it is the. If they don't want to wear it, like don't wear it. It's fine. But then you because that happens, all of a sudden every like there's some huge some huge nights that are now being pulled off, like hockey fights cancer and mm-hmm. and autism and First Nations. There's just tons of stuff that's on there that that they're drawing like good attention to that now mm-hmm. it's all pulled off the table because like five or six players had a really hard time with it. But if you don't like it, don't do it and just leave, right? Because I'm pretty sure that the ninety nine percent of other players are perfectly fine to do the thing because it's good and it draws attention to the right right areas for awareness like, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous. just i mean so we look at all these different things and i mean there's the black lives matter movement that happened during the bubble which they're the last league to cancel their games <laughs> i mean we look at everything that's gone on lately i mean the rainbow stick tape which is so minor but I mean, imagine if, imagine if they stood against like something like Black Lives Matter and actually made a movement like that. I just, there's like, there's so many of these significant events. If they went through, like, are we going to go through the same thing with the military thing? Like, wow, we don't support war and with everything going on in Russia and Israel and, you know, or you know, if there's another shooting in the U.S. and, you know, and it, you know, it's a, a you know, a racial crime. Yeah. And like all of a sudden we get into all these and like, well, are you guys going to keep going through the whole gamut of social issues and then eventually like dial it all back and be like, it's OK, you can support. No, we, what we've decided on is that um, all social issues um, have a very, have a very dividing feel to them so we're just going to be switzerland on all of them <laughs> basically but that's Probably. been the nhl forever it so has been i mean they're th- these are all super super heavy subjects and nobody's going to debate that like there's definitely on on all of these there will be you know a left and a right and a bunch of stuff in the middle so like these are they're all heavy topics nobody's debating that yeah. Like they are. I always just think it's funny that like to, to to be Switzerland on a polarizing top topic when it's that big and you're this big of a presence that that doesn't do you any good either. It almost got, makes you look worse. Yeah, you guys want some chocolate? No, not right now. Yeah. But we've got a lot. Not <laughs> not right now. Just yeah, just it's <laughs> the NHL's had a good cut and right at the beginning of the season too. You know what I mean? Like if this was. If we were already in like November, late November, maybe early December, stuff's gone on. We've already seen, you know, the Heritage Classic. We've seen, like, they're just... just shut up, NHL. <laughs> like, just, sh- just shut up. It's like, so funny. And we're out here parading, like, talking about the Vancouver Canucks and hockey. And yet, the bigger brand here is just like, man, we're talking about something just... What a stupid league. It's like that's like you're you're having like a a good debate or something like that with your spouse, and then your neighbor has to come over and give his two cents. Yeah, how did you get in here? 
I don't want to get into that. Who are you? Yeah. I'd rather not. How, how do you have a key? Uh, that's a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that is why I live here now. So pod Colson, let's, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's switch it. So pod Colson. That's the most natural segue I think you've ever made. You know what? I'm very good at these. That's so, so big gulp. Say, well, see you later. There's, there's a good story about Jim Carrey from that movie. Did you hear the outtakes from that? Yeah. From the, yeah, the rest stop. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just roll on up there and started chatting to these guys. Yeah. It's super good. Well, no, 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 no. So Cam, ne- the Cam, Neely, the Cam Neely, where he busts through the stall and Jim Carrey rips his pants in and just grabs his butt and like moons him when he comes through the door after he kicks it in. <laughs> oh man. I mean that, and that was like peak Jim Carrey too. That was like, Not, I don't even actually it wasn't, so. no, it wasn't. That no. was like, he had just hit stardom. He'd done like, I think he's he, still doing a living Carrey, color and he was still, he, yeah, I think like peak Jim Carrey where he was making like the biggest possible bank for average movies. Like mask and stuff. It was like, no, cause he was still coming up for mask. I feel like you're probably like looking at Bruce almighty and like liar, liar, mm. right. Where he was like, he was the guy. He was right? a star. Was like, yeah. yeah. Legit. And it didn't matter what movie he was making. It was going to, going to make bucks. So it's pod Colson anyway. Pod Colson. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of awkward dual segues, uh, Pod Colson was definitely rammed into the boards last night. It looked pretty awful. I've only seen kind of the the clip that is out there on Twitter from I think it was AHL TV. Anyway, did not look good. Came smashed into the ice. He was convulsing. Scary stuff. Anybody that was at the game last night said it was super freaky. He goes on Instagram I think today from the hospital. Thumbs up. Everything's good. See you guys soon. I'm healthy. Sounded like even last night, everything had checked out. Scary stuff, though. Yeah. And yeah, especially, really... like, his situation, too. Like, Pod Colson's the guy, like, you know, he goes, gets sent down. Mm-hmm. And he's really starting to fit down there and kind of the the Hoglander kind of path, right? Get sent down. Really figure your game out. And eventually, he'll hopefully come back. And then something like that. So crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was... He was wheeling down there too, right? I mm-hmm. mean, um, the stats, six games played, five goals, two assists. So he was really, I mean, he didn't complete that game either, obviously, that he was playing in. Uh, but watching the hit, it was like shades of Mike Matheson on Elias Pettersson. Yeah, right? a few I mean, people said that. This bullshit body slamming thing, like, you're trying to hurt the guy. I don't know what happened to the dude that hit him, but, like, that was brutal. Like, hopefully there's some retribution for that for him. Um, but... Like first and foremost, everybody's obviously really concerned about Paul Colson, seeing the guy go into convulsions. And uh, like, I have a family member that has seizures, and it's it's something that I'm used to seeing and on all that. But I think the first time you see one, it's like a really scary thing, right? So because most people uh, don't know how to not, react to that. Yeah, you're not thinking the best things when you see somebody going into convulsions or having a seizure or something right. like that. So I, I don't know exactly what caused it. Obviously, there was some sort of trauma there. He seems like he's doing good. Uh, you know, I'm obviously not a doctor, but you know, the, if, if he says he's doing well and things are looking good, then I'm, then I'm optimistic for him. He's obviously got a good team of doctors that are taking care of him. So I just think speedy recovery and I understand why everybody's really scared because it's a scary thing to see. Yeah. It's, uh, you see any of those and it's just, I, I saw it once and I thought, I'm like, you know what? That's good enough. That's good enough for me. You know? Um, on that note, if you're listening to the podcast right now, here comes an absolutely dope ad read from Ryan for DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code THPN. But I'm going to tell you that in about two seconds. Hey, 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 the NFL season is going strong. You bet it is. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly. Underlined instantly in bonus bets. Can you believe instantly on bonus bets? And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Make sure you guys check their available lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm not going to give you any betting advice because I'm not all that good at it. But you know who's good at putting up those lines? DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources so anyway Tyler Myers let's get into this I did some math I did a deep dive I went into the courses I haven't been there in a while wow I know I took a spiritual journey and I went through the courses, uh, expected goals for percentage wise. And I was ready after his little pizza that he gave away against what game was that? Two games ago, not Nashville. Was it Florida? When he dished it like right out in front and you're like, oh man, please end this charade of the Tyler Myers awfulness and I thought okay I'm gonna make a case here for Tyler Myers and I'm gonna find out are we all right about him I mean we kind of are but are we being maybe too hard on the chaos draft so I went into the, the statistics and I decided we were gonna break down the best slash worst pizza delivery boys from the Vancouver Canucks and I went and I compared statistics in their tenures of Lucas Spiza and Tyler Myers. This list excludes DJ Seppi. I haven't. I yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we will exclude him. He will not be. He will not be harmed. He can take an hour to get us our pizza. This, yeah, we were really ripping apart pizzas, but there was no DJ Seppi's harm. In there the was no uh, or Delicio. I didn't, neither of those were harmed. So anyway, Spies' tenure. It doesn't ring quite the same if his name is Phil Delicio. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I don't know. That sounds American made. No, it's like it seems like they wanted to be Italian and they just took it. They took like the American Google Translator and threw it in there. <laughs> like, oh, this will work. This is basically the same thing. That doesn't work for school. Also, folks, I tried when when Google had just come out with Google Translate back in the day, like way back in the day. And uh, it didn't translate it. Teacher called me out. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like it just, it was so like choppy. It would be like the way I say French. It was how it was translating it. Just choppy and terrible. Anyway, back to Luke Spiza versus Tyler Myers. The breakdown of pizza delivery. So from 2014, 15 to 2017, I believe. Uh, Lucas Biza had a combined 46.09 uh, Corsi percentage. Or, or uh, yeah, here we go. 46, and then uh, for his goals for percentage was uh, 46.24. So not not a very good for Lucas Biza. In fact, pretty bad. Pretty bad, if you ask me. 2014-15, uh, he had a 47.18 for Corsi. 44, 42 the following season, and 45, 81 the year after. And not a very a good. Then I looked at Tyler Myers. So Myers, a little bit better, not great. So he had a combined 48.52 in his tenure so far. And he's got a 47.63 expected goals for percentage uh, combined, in again, in his tenure. So on those notes, not great. I mean... The Canucks have also had a pretty lackluster defense in a lot of those seasons. So it was I was going through the list. There weren't a lot of bright spots in there. So I was picking out two guys, and yes, they were probably two of the more noticeable ones. But by no means 
was the rest. I mean, geez, I typed this stuff for Canucks Army for how many years? It it wasn't pretty typing up those game previews. It was a lot of who do I not talk about poorly in this game? Oh, and I was just looking at this these numbers and I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, but it's been so long ago. Like, didn't Lucas Abiza have better defensive partners? And like, basically, it was around the time that we acquired Lucas Abiza in the trade that this team started getting really bad. So there's probably a lot of other decent pieces here still at the time, but it was yeah, falling apart. It's, it's been bad teams for, for 10 plus years. So then I decided, I'm like, okay, I can't just go on Corsi's and goals for percentage or expected goals for, sorry. Even I, though I think that would be fine if you did. I mean, those statistics are pretty, pretty <laughs> telling. And I think we could probably already draw a conclusion from that. But I thought, no, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper because I have a little bit extra time to myself which I was really impressed that I had that much time to even do this. And I almost forgot to do it. But I, I sat down, had a coffee, and made this happen. So then I went into giveaways in their tenures. And this was the interesting part. So since Tyler Myers has arrived, he has 194 giveaways. Lucas Spiza in his tenure had 78. Very similar... Um, very similar, what's the word I'm looking for? Sample Giveaways size. per game? Yeah. Well, just total giveaways. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're a GV, GV slash GP, if that's a stat. It might be. So, but here's the other one. How long has Quinn Hughes been here? Uh, what are we on, season five now? Yeah. Season four? Yeah. Quinn Hughes, so far, has 210 giveaways. For your Vancouver that, Canucks. Not then yeah. That's 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 such a hidden stat. That's a fluff stat. You know that's a fluff stat. The guy always has the puck. Who whose job is it to drive this bus? If you're not driving the bus, how do you get 194 giveaways? How do you have as many giveaways as the guy who literally orchestrates the offense start to finish and has every breakout on his stick? That's like saying <laughs> that's like saying I have a 55% face-off percentage, uh, and you only have 50%. You're like, yeah, but I took a thousand face-off this year, and you just happened to win one of the two. It's this, this, you, you, got, you got a point there. You got a point the two ten doesn't mean jack shit. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's. I'm surprised it's only two ten. How about that? He literally has the puck more than anyone else in this in this on this team, and it literally it's his. If Quinn Hughes is not breaking the puck out, it's on Tyler Myerstick to break the puck out, and that's why there's 90, 194 giveaways. <laughs> Silly. Silly. I like how I like how offended you got all of a sudden. You're like, screw it. Why did you even start with that yeah, stat? Silly. Clown stat, bro. Yeah, speaking of clown stats, uh, Bryce Harper, no longer in the MLB playoffs. The wrong team made the World Series this year. Quick little note before we get to a couple final things. Even though the wrong team is coming out of the National League, I do not like the fact that Gabriel Marino and uh, Guriel Jr., former Blue Jays, mm -hmm. are in the World Series. And Dalton Varsho, <laughs> who plays for Toronto, is not. I mean, that's kind of fun, though, It's right? fun for them. It yeah. stings a little bit for us, but I had a I good... I bet you there's some, there's some homies in the clubhouse in Toronto that are kind of like, yeah. Oh, it's don't get me wrong. I mean, they're probably super jacked for him. I was chatting with someone about this uh, at skating the other night, huge Blue Jays fan as well. They're from, uh, tr from Toronto. And we, we pretty much every week talk about the Jays or what's going on. And we were just saying how, like, the Jays kind of have, like, two starting catchers. and Like, with Kirk and Jansen, right? And, you know, Marino gets the odd man out. But you can't even have, like, ha have they kept Marino and figured out, you know, what do we do with Kirk or Jansen? All of a sudden, now you've got a succession plan. And you can, because your farm team also, if you've got a catcher down there, well, your AAA catcher is not coming up to the pro team because we don't need them. Because there's two guys that could easily, you know, backstop the team through, you know, 80, 90 games apiece kind of thing. And uh, we were just going through, I'm like, man, they really did not plan that well. It was just kind of, they, they really went on the, on the short, on the nearsighted uh, version of that trade. And they didn't bother to think that through. So, anyway, good for you, Arizona. I just don't think the Jays had 
I don't think they thought that Kirk was as good as Kirk was. No. In the long haul. Marino, That's, you mean? No, Kirk. Like I think it was. Well, Kirk they kept that screwed him. Everything up. Yeah, oh, I maybe. Know. That's why. I yeah. just don't think. I don't think they thought Kirk was going to be what he was going to be. Right. And it screwed everything up. And now they play Texas, the other team we don't like. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, fun times. Fun times. Uh, I've been talking about Canucks Army a lot as of you. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, two days ago. Two days. Yeah. Two days ago, friend of the show. Good. I know. A good friend of ours. I've, Everybody's friend. It seems like. Yeah. If you've been able to break bread with this man, it's been a good time. Uh, he's filled in for I this show a few times. He came in in a tank top one time. It was a good time. What a, what a guy. He's absolutely great. Chris Faber is moving on from Canucks Army and Canucks Conversation, the show he started. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was his show. So when it all started way back in the no, day. No, no, I knew it was, sorry, I knew that it was his show and then he, that he was, there was with other people and then he, he split and then he started Canucks, Canucks Conversation. But I didn't know that he was leaving Canucks Conversation as well. Yeah, he's, he's parting ways with Canucks Conversation as well. He's two more weeks of, of wow. both. I thought, it, I thought it was just Canucks Army. No. Yeah. So he's at a run. And anybody, no like, if we break both parts down, and you know what? He deserves a little bit of credit on the show because he's helped our show as well, even at its very infancy. Chris Faber, for what he did, and it's kind of cool because we've messaged and texted and, you know, been on the, each other's show and all that. It's been so neat to see a guy that found a niche of what Canucks Twitter was originally. And he brought on one to two people a week and just talked about the Canucks from those people's perspective. That was it. That was the whole purpose of his show. And it did really well. He got in right before things got crazy and like in a good way, like before the market got saturated with these types of products. Before shows like us arrived. Pretty much, yep. Basically, <laughs> and he was he was locking in guests like the Jason Botchfords. He was getting guys from Spin Chicklets when that was still somewhat of in its infancy. He was getting the local sports media guys, and then he was also pulling people like you and me. And every week you tune in, you're like, oh yeah, like I've seen, you know, so and so on or uh, you know Twitter and like yeah, oh now I you know when quads first came out. Right? Like David Quadrelli, like, oh, you know, up and comer, you know, guy on Twitter, Canuck Way, all this. And he would just kept building and building. And then he'd have like his marathon episode every now and then where it'd be like five hours. Three hour jobby, yeah. Like, 100th episode, the 100th episode. It was just like, I remember, it was like eight hours. And I remember thinking, like, it's going to take me all week to listen to this stupid thing. It literally took me a week driving into work to get the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, yeah. And then when Botchford passed and had a bunch of people on, and that was like a five-hour one, and that went by in like a second. Mm -hmm. And so he goes there, and then he starts doing, you know, staying up late and watching, you know, the SHL and KHL and all that, and starts doing the prospect, the deep dive with everybody in junior, starts pulling like the Aiden McDonough's, who starts pulling Jack Rathbones and Hoglander and all these guys on his show. And then, you know, Quads comes in as well. But to see where he was, and we'll talk about him specifically, where he was and what he's become, a guy that's been an absolute regular in the locker room for scrums now, He's covering games. He's doing a ton with Abbotsford, and who knows what his next job will be. But, I mean, he t- and he turned Canucks Army. Like, Canucks Army was big, and then it kind of, it didn't well, like, tail. It was it was big, and then a bunch of names left, right? Like, sure. some big names left. And then and then it, I feel like for a very, for like a minute, it started to, to like, not flounder, but I think it just like maybe lost its identity for a little bit. It wasn't and a then, superstar then, like it had been. Yeah, and then Faber... And like Faber and Quads just sort of like took that thing over and then brought this like level of credibility back to Canucks Army that I think everybody was craving. And I don't know if they're ever going to get the proper amount of credit for that because people forget that it was credible. And then for a minute, it just felt a little different. And then and then they really brought it back, right? I think people forget about the, the blip for a little bit, but it wasn't this seamless transition, I feel like, that happened. And there was good people in between too. Like There was. And I know you're not... 
yeah, I think it was the, the changing of the guy. I know you were part of Canucks Army for a long time, so you have the insight better than me. But, but as a, as an outsider looking in as a reader, like, thank goodness for those two guys, and thank goodness for the time that they put in on Canucks Army because it it it, it reignited how important that site was to to me and many other Canucks fans. In addition to following, in in addition to following him on his podcast and just like seeing what he's up to in in Twitter and. You know, aside from the fact that he's just he's just a great guy overall, and I just wish him you know nothing but the the greatest success. And the guy's going places. We all know it. I just can't see where I can't wait to see where he goes. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see what happens. And I mean, knowing Chris Faber, when he they announced that Canucks Army or Canucks Conversation was to be like five days a week, they'd have their live YouTube show every day. I'm thinking, man, when, wow. if you can make that your job. You guys have made it. And I mean, that's just the beginning. But I'm just thinking like, wow, when you, you know, we all joke about it. Like when you can go from like a blogger or a podcaster to mainstream media and legitimize it, that's impressive. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's really impressive. I think we do a great job in what we do. I think we've got our little niche of the market and that's a lot of fun and we enjoy it. This is where we belong. And if it was ever something bigger, I mean, Hey, that'd be awesome. But it's realistically, this is probably going to be what it is. And we'll have some fun as long as that lasts. And, and that's great. But I mean, to see it go the way they've taken it. And obviously David Quadrelli is, I mean, he's been, you know, thus wonder kid as well. And, or to see, uh, like the harms and stuff like, man, it's pretty cool to see the market get that next wave and just run with it. So I, we've said this before. I mean, the Canucks, as far as the media coverage goes, is in really good hands. That next wave definitely has it on lock. Yeah, hundred percent. So anyway, so congrats to you. What a go, favor on a on a great career at Canucks Army and Canucks Conversation. Uh, and like I said, we wish you nothing but success, and we know you'll have it. And we're just really excited to see what you do next, bud. I swear, if he goes into like banking though, or something, <laughs> it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to work for like financial trader. Yeah, or like uh, accounting I'm firm. I'm chasing the big short. Yeah, he's, he's like next GameStop. It's like yeah, KPMG came by and like what? That that doesn't check yeah, out at all. If, if he does, that's great too. Yeah, good for I you. Hope, I hope we get to see him around and way to get the bank. Like, time to get him out here and get him on our baseball team. Maybe he's going to be a GM of the Kelowna Rockets or something. He's going to take that, over. This is a this is a shout out for you to come to Kelowna and play ball with us. Either team, we always will have an opening on either team. Either, either, either. Either, and and for both of you too. Yeah, because it'd be good to get Quads out here too. I know that he's got some skills. Quad plays. Quad plays a ball, and you know, so does Ryan Schaap. I would love to have a Ryan Schaap out here too. That's what we keep talking about, trying to get this like this uh, baseball, this baseball game between all of the uh, the different podcasts and social media players that are out there, and and Twitter. I think there's enough players out there that we could get a fun game together. I think we might have to go to them though. That's fine. I'm cool with that. That's fine. I think we might have to go to them because I think that's the only way they're all going to make it. But I think we could do that. I think we could do that. that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Congratulations, like we said, to to Chris Faber. We've kind of got through everything, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I mean, the Canucks play tomorrow against, oh, geez. I can't even remember. They play the Rangers. You you planning on participating in November this year? Soup's trainer? (sighs) Pretty easy answer for you. I think you just say yes. See, I think, I feel like we've gone through this, though. Maybe you and I should have a mustache off. Just like continue growing it, but just like what does that mean? What are the rules? No, like I think you, I think you got to trim yours. I think you got to trim yours down, Oof. not off, but down because I know you can't trim it off. And then, and then we just we go for a month and see where it goes. Oh, it's, that's tough for me. I got a fat face. I kind of need this now. Like it kind of it keeps everything kind of dialed in, so I don't look fatter than I am. You can, you're like fit as a horse. You're fine. You don't need it. I need it. You don't have a fat face. I do. You're good. I think you're missing an opportunity here. We can do this. I mean, we, we can do, we can maybe dial it in so that I don't feel so freaked out. But yeah, I, I think we could maybe do it like a PP1 Something. podcast, like Movember thing. Yeah, we're, ex- we're exploring opportunities here, folks. So if you have any ideas, let us know. If there's a way that I can 
minimize my mustache and still keep its integrity without getting rid of it or trimming it to a point where I'm going to cry every morning <laughs> until it grows back, um, hit us up. I would personally like, appreciate that. It's going to be like two weeks. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure my wife would love that. Like, hey, who decided to change your mind? Because it wasn't me, she'd say. <laughs> it wasn't me. Oh, she's a good woman, that Christine. Yeah, she's she's all right. She's okay. Funny, because that's the name of mine. We still haven't done that segment. The, me and Christine. Yeah. About like what bugs us about our Christines or something. No, like not that. what bugs us. I swear that's what we were going to talk about. No, I think that's something you said. I'm not involved in that. <laughs> Off the air, we'll talk. <laughs> that is not at all what we said on the record. It's a trap. Uh, it's a trap. Um, this has been good. Right. This has been good. Everybody, we appreciate you guys uh, coming by today. We wouldn't be able to do without you. Uh, this is a lot of fun. You know what? So Puck's on that, and I'm just going to do a quick plug. Make sure you guys subscribe to our shows, our, our YouTube channel, our Facebook if you can. Uh, do whatever you can. Mostly the YouTube and, and the Twitter stuff. We want to make sure that you guys are seeing us as much as possible so we can do more things. And if you want to mm-hmm. sponsor us, that'd be great too. We have a t-shirt maybe coming out as well. Puxonet isn't the only Coolio's out there. I got something in the works that I think you're going to like. So stay tuned. But it's time to go. It's time to go home. Time to go do other things. Any final words for yourself? You want to talk about pocket chainsaws? You got anything going on? No. Okay. Stay fit and have fun. Okay. Way to go, Hal Johnson. On behalf of my good friend, Teddy Wong, the three, I'm Ryan, and Ryan Hank. This is the PP1 podcast, the greatest show in the land, the only Canucks podcast in Kelowna that we know of on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you very much for hosting us. And DraftKings, promo code THPN. Go, get to the DraftKings. Go draft, be a king. Win some money, go sports. Peace out.